This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. We tend to think of medications as chemical, right, and synthetic, things we create in a lab, but that's not where it all came from. In fact, one of the most significant medicinal discoveries of all time, something you may take every day, was actually inspired by a compound found in nature. But you know, the story of aspirin is a lot more complicated than that. Dr. Joe Schwartz is a director of McGill University's Office for Science and Society and joins us now. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thanks for having me. Is that a common belief, though, that aspirin came from the bark of a tree? Well, it certainly is a common belief among scientists. It's probably not a common belief in the general public who don't really think about such things. They don't think about the origin of substances. But, uh, you know, in the scientific world, it's always interesting to look at the history of the substances that, that we use. And the history of aspirin goes back to basically ancient Egypt. The uh, Ebers Papyrus, which is the oldest known medical document, actually recommends the use of uh, willow tree extract or the bark of the willow tree uh, to treat inflammation in uh, cuts and wounds. Uh, Today we know that the willow tree bark contains a substance called salicin, and in the body this is converted to salicylic acid, which has an anti-inflammatory effect. So those ancient Egyptians uh, actually got that one right. So did Hippocrates, the most famous of the ancient Greek physicians. He also recommended the use of willow bark extract to to treat pains and and aches. Now, there was a a problem with willow bark extract, uh, and that is that it also causes bleeding in the stomach. And uh, this is the problem that was solved by uh, aspirin to a large extent. Now, aspirin does not come from the bark of the willow tree. That is a common misconception. The bark of the willow tree contains salicin, which is a compound that in the body gives rise to salicylic acid. But aspirin is not salicylic acid. It is acetosalicylic acid, which is quite a different substance. And uh, this came about in the late 1800s. And uh, it was because of research done at the Bayer company in in Germany. And at the time, the company was investigating uh, the use of chemistry in making novel novel drugs. (laughs) And Felix Hoffman, one of the workers at that company, had a father who had been taking willow bark extract for arthritis. And he had a side effect. And the side effect was that he constantly got an upset stomach when he took this willow bark extract. And so Hoffman decided to give uh, this a shot to see whether or not he could improve upon this extract. Well, about 50 years before, another German chemist by the name of uh, Gerhardt had isolated salicylic acid from the bark of the willow tree. And uh, Hoffman thought that maybe if he chemically manipulated the salicylic acid, he might retain its painkilling effects 
and eliminate the uh, ability to cause a stomach upset. And he carried out a chemical reaction, pretty simple one, where he essentially heated up uh, salicylic acid, which was extracted from the little tree, with vinegar, which is acetic acid. And he came up with a new substance, and this was acetyl salicylic acid, commonly abbreviated as ASA, and trade named aspirin by the Bayer Company. <clears throat> A from the Latin for from, and spirin, which is the Latin name of the of the willow. So aspirin really does have uh, a connection to the willow tree, but it is not found in the willow tree. It can be synthesized from a substance that is found there. So uh, by the late uh, 1890s, aspirin was uh, commercially marketed by the buyer company. Interestingly enough, it was very often advertised together with heroin, which was also synthesized right. at that time by Hoffman. And uh, that was recommended for the treatment of coughs. And, of course, it soon became apparent that while it did uh, reduce the severity of a cough, it also caused addiction. So, obviously, that was eliminated. But aspirin has been with us uh, ever since. It is the most widely used drug in the world because it is indeed effective for uh, inflammation, for, for pain, and also it has an effect on blood clotting. It reduces the chance of blood clot formation. And uh, that has uh, uh, implications because heart attacks and strokes can be caused by the formation of blood clot in the body. Right. Dr. So, Schwartz, I have so, to ask you, is, yeah. is that common then? Like some of these medications that we take for granted today, are they lab created or are they inspired in nature somewhere? <clears throat> it's a mixture. Uh, many of the medications that we use today are inspired by nature. For example, uh, a drug that is very commonly used to, to treat congestive uh, heart disease, which is digitalis, uh, the uh, uh, precursor of that drug is found in the foxglove plant. And in the 1700s, it became apparent that people who were using this herbal remedy, uh, foxglove, uh, had a benefit if they also suffered from heart disease. So that uh, was studied, and eventually a compound called digoxin was extracted from uh, foxglove. And uh, digoxin is used today for the treatment of congestive heart disease. But something that is very important to point out is that when someone suffers from congestive heart disease, you you don't tell them to go out and graze in a uh, you know grove of foxglove. Right. <laughs> you know. Uh, so the compound is extracted and it is purified so that physicians know exactly uh, what uh, dose to give to a patient. So yes, digoxin was uh, inspired by the foxglove, but it is not <clears throat> the foxglove per se that is used as a medicine. Right. Do, are so, that, is that work still going on then, Dr. Schwartz? Do we still, does the scientific and research community still look to nature perhaps to provide some more medicine? Every pharmaceutical company has uh, an arm that searches for such uh, substances because nature, of course, produces thousands and thousands of compounds. I mean, if you just think of, of uh, you know, you sniff a cup of coffee, you're actually sniffing, believe it or not, over a thousand different compounds in that coffee. 
so nature is replete with all kinds of chemicals. And yes, some of these can have therapeutic benefits. So pharmaceutical companies absolutely search for this. And sometimes, of course, you, you find a, a gem. For example, Taxol, which is a, a drug that is used very commonly in the treatment of breast cancer, is uh, uh, refined from an extract of the bark of the yew tree. And uh, it is one of the most commonly used drugs in, uh, in the treatment of breast cancer. So there's no question that there's great potential in, in nature. But again, uh, the substances are isolated, they're purified, standardized, so that you know exactly how much to give to, to a patient. Right. But certainly uh, there is uh, uh, a great need to search for novel drugs, uh, which may have some sort of precursor in natural substances. Amazing. Dr. Schwartz, thank you so much for your time and for, and for teaching us all about that today. Well, thanks very much. That was fascinating. Dr. Joe Schwartz is the director of McGill University's Office for Science and Society, teaching us a little something about the history of one of the most important drugs, aspirin, and how it was found and created.